You're listening to The Doers Podcast, right here on The Doers Network. And now, here's your host, Donald Robinson II. Welcome, everyone, to The Doers Network. I'm your host, Donald Robinson II. And on the line today, we have Tamala C. Todd, children's literacy advocate and executive director at Brown Girls Read Book Club. And so we're going to talk about the book club and other things that Tamla's doing. And so people hold tight because we, you're in for a treat. Tamla, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Donald? Doing excellent. 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 So for the listening audience, let's talk about who Tamla Todd is. What's your background? What's your experience and where you from? I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I am a product of the DPS school system. Um, I've been working in healthcare for over 20 years, and I'm also the founder of Brown Girls Read, which is a nonprofit organization that imparts literacy and life skills for girls ages 7 to 15 that are unmet in schools. Okay. Now, in terms of how did you, in terms of your background, how did you, what led you to create Brown Girls Read? My daughter was that. Is, is still an avid reader. Um, and I was looking around for book clubs in the metropolitan area. I found some in the suburban areas, but they only had like seven members at the time. Um, and also my passion is reading too. And I became an avid reader in my adulthood, which I wish I had read more in, in my childhood. Yeah. So, um, and then and another reason I started is because life skills are not taught in schools. And when I say life skills, like financial literacy, um, personal business etiquette, uh, STEM, there are STEM programs, but they're not inside the schools right. like, like they should be. So with all of that, that's what made me create Brown Girls Read. How long have you um, been operating? For two years, two and a half years now. All right. So then in terms of the book club itself, how many members are are in it so far? This past year, we have 45 members. Um, the first year we had 36 members. And then we also had partnered with Denby High School, which we had 30 members there the first year. Okay. Now, do, do you... Um, did you did you set it up some like an after school program or was it on the weekends or how, how was it how was it uh struck? it was during school hours um it was during school hours we only did the ninth grade so we would go there for for an hour we did that for like three months okay and how did it turn out it was excellent it was excellent we got a lot of feedback from it um the girls were very interested so it was it was a great experience and what kind of did you read various subjects and various genres or did you like read a you know, specific theme like towards girls or I mean what 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 all what all books did did you all cover in the book club what we covered that though through those thir- three months was financial literacy so they went over financial literacy okay. uh, we was there in the month of February so we um, had an author that donated a self-help self-help love book how to love yourself so we promoted that um, and then we also just promoted reading because it was, we did January, February, March. Okay. So March is reading month. So they read random books for the month of March. Okay. What we did was um, sat with them and had them interact with books, 
to increase their comprehension skills and the ability to discuss what they learned from the current book they were reading. Okay. And how was the discussion? I mean, did the, did the girls get a lot out of it? I mean, did you see any growth in them or, or how did that, how did yes, they go? Yes, I did. They, yes. Um, we always start out with the icebreaker. And when I say icebreaker, I'm saying like something to get the girl's attention so they can give us feedback. And once you start out with the icebreaker and they get comfortable, then they, you get feedback from them. Okay. Now, what about you and your background? Uh, we talked a little bit about that earlier, but can you say a little bit more about what you were doing before? Um, in healthcare, I've worked at numerous hospitals, I'll say that, and uh, healthcare facilities. I do EKG. I'm an EKG technician. Okay. Um, so basically, like I said, I've been in healthcare. Um, I'm currently now working at Children's Hospital. Oh, okay. So, so, um, how long have you been at Children's? I've been at Children's now for four and a half years. I've been in the healthcare field for over 20 years. And, uh, like when you ended before, did you work with, uh, adults and children or just adults before you went to Children's Hospital or how? What population did you work with? Well, we move around, so you have a variety wherever you go. Okay. Um, so yes, I work with both adults and children. And then, and then, was there any like when you were doing work in the hospitals and doing your service there? Was there anything there that inspired you to do the book club, or did you just say, "I just gonna, I'm just going to fill this need because I see there's a need out there"? How, how did how did you make the transition? I mean, was there any way to tie the two, or did you just do the book club separately? I do the book club separately, one, because of different HIPAA laws. Yeah. Um, so the book club is totally separate. It's not affiliated at all with, with each other. Um, I did the book club out of passion for myself and want to make a difference in my community. And then as far as the feedback from the community, what kind of feedback have you gotten so far? This past year, we've had a waiting list with over 46 members, wow. potential members. Okay. Um, after we did our last meeting in June, we have had an overwhelming response of if we were starting a summer program. Okay. I've had people reach out to me who want to start different chapters in the community. Okay. So with that being said, those are the things that we're working on to establish a strong network with support in the school systems. Um, to possibly do after-school programs and to launch a series of local chapters within the community. That's excellent. That sounds wonderful. Um, I'm curious about one aspect of in terms of the population of youth that you serve. When you work with them, do you find yourself like working with them outside of reading, like maybe with social issues or social skills? And have you, have you seen like, have, have girls come up to you and, have they, um, you know, seen you as a mentor to them? I mean, do you do you talk to them about other things as well besides the reading and the life skills? I mean, is there, is there like social skills element to it as well, or how, do, how does that, how does that work? Yes, I've have of course, especially with parents, I've built relationships with, and they'll come to me and ask me for advice on different things. Like I said, with uh, summer programs, they look to me to ask, you know, what do I know about in the community that their child also can be a part of okay um so since our kids are younger i'll say they're between 7 to 15 which we have more younger kids so i deal mostly with the parents oh okay okay and um so you say you do with ages 7 to 15 right now yes okay so how many like with after after you had experience with denby have you serviced in any other schools yet or are you still working with them only 
we're still working putting that into the into the plan right now. So okay. no, I haven't worked with any other schools yet. Yeah, that sounds great. So in terms of you providing the service, sometimes when you're running a business or running a, a, a nonprofit service, there's a lot of times that your your clients and the people you serve teach you something as well. Can you tell the audience about what kind of life lessons you've learned in helping and why you were growing your business? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, you meet and network with a lot of different people. And I have met a lot of people um, with partnering with Bamboo. I've met a lot of people just as parents connecting with me. Okay. Um, so it's been a real treat to know that we have a lot of positive people in this community yeah. opposed to what we hear on the news and by me working in healthcare, of course, you know, I see a lot. Yep. So those things make it looks like our community is negative, but we have a lot of positive things going on. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, that was, I was talking earlier about looking at your past experience and your current experience and between healthcare and literacy, there's a big opportunity between both of them because, um, you know, when, when it comes to children, a lot of times other issues come up, like with nutrition, they're not being fed well, they're not getting rest, mm -hmm. they got a lot of stress at home. So it's like reading and literacy is the last thing on their mind. And I, right. I like the way you set up Brown Girls Read because you have you have it where it's it's not just about reading, it's about learning about life. And, and that's, mm -hmm. that's a lot of the issue we have in the community. And I'm glad that you're tackling that because, you know, in, in a lot of instances, um, you know, studies are the last thing on their mind because they sometimes some kids, they go to school to get away from issues at home. They're not even thinking about reading or studying or reading. They're just trying to get away from the, from the issues, you know, and that's right. That's right. Just like we had our last meeting was health and wellness. Yeah. Uh, we are product of our environment. So yeah. what we put in place for the month of May was health and wellness to teach children about looking at nutrition facts on the back of a label of food, because, you know, those things start out with you young and then you carry them into your adulthood. So if I was to combine uh, health care in, in my literacy program, it was that's important because I see a lot of children who are sick. Yeah. So. You know, if we start them out young and then they know to make better choices at a younger age, it can spill over into their adulthood. Yep. And That's my goal. Okay. How, how did it go with the fair? I mean, how did it go with the health and wellness? Well, what I did is I had a um, young lady named uh, Lisa came in and she talked to them about labels, uh, nutrition labels things to eat versus eating just junk food. Yeah. And then they also did um, different workout moves okay. to teach them about exercise. So that was like a great plus. So each month, what we do is we have a different topic Okay. and the book that we pick um, coincides with the topic. Okay. So they have a workshop, but they'll also have to read that book that month. So they'll have an interactive workshop and then they'll have a book to read. So it goes hand in hand to give them some clarity of what we're talking about. So when they do go home, since we only meet once a month, okay. they still have something to refer back to. And okay. also reading also in increases their communication skills and it also increases their vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. Now, is there like since it's one, a once a month meeting, do you do anything in between months to like give do you give them like maybe a challenge or an assignment between the time you all meet again or or do you just let them, you know, do their thing and then meet again? 
sometimes we just meet again and we'll go over, you know, have a few questions or have them answer questions about them reading to let us know that they're actually reading the book. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, other times we'll send home like a worksheet with them. It just depends on what the topic is that month. Okay. Okay. And in terms of the participants, what kind of feedback have you gotten from what they've read? Like, like what do they say when they come back and, you know, after they're reading the book or have read the book, what, what, what kind of feedback do you get from them? Well, I'll use the example with financial literacy. A lot of them didn't know things about taxes. Okay. Um, our facilitator that we had, she went over about spending habits and, and budgeting. So, you know, you see your parents paying bills, but do you actually know how to pay bills? Do they actually know what a checking account is? Right. Do they know what an IRA is? So right. those are the things that they we went over and we got feedback about that. Okay. Okay. Now, you are um, 51C3? Yes, we are. Okay. So anybody out there listening, that means donations. You can give donations and make sure after you hear the podcast, you reach out and we'll do that. We'll do all the contact information near the end a little later on. But for Brown Girls Read Book Club, take notes, folks. Um, and just, you know, just for note, Tamla, do you all have a website people can look at? Yes, we do. It's www.browngirlsread.org. All right. And so, folks, we're going to give that address out again later so you can remind it, write it down, bookmark it, go on your tablet, go on your phone, go on your laptop, PC, whatever you have, look it up. Um, so, Tamla, the other thing I wanted to, to talk with you about is going to the next level with literacy and, and, and what, you see, what, what you see going on here in Detroit between development, midtown, downtown, and even neighborhoods starting to get developed. Where, where do you see your business going and, and being part of that, that help, that, that revitalization, if you will, because everybody, the buzzword now is revitalization of the city. So, so where do you see Brown Girls Read Book Club being as, as, as far as a part of that? Oh, I see, Brown, like I said before that, um, I see us expanding, having local chapters because now we're only in the downtown area at the library but I plan to see us go way beyond that so we can have chapters on the east side, the, yeah. the, um, you know, down river yeah. um, to expand because I get a lot of inquiries about that. Um, and yeah. that would help parents bring their, you know, their, be involved more often um, because the location would be closer for them. Yeah. Yeah. How, and how many chapters do you have now? We just have the one. Okay. The one. Okay. Yeah, that that sounds like a good idea to have like each school or library where have its own chapter and then branch out. That, I mean, I think um, it sounds like what's what you, what's going what you're going to come up against is a spread of wildfire really quickly. It's like it's going to spread really quickly, I believe, because um, and it takes the community. I think that a lot in the past, some of the problems have been where people have relied on the schools to set the programs. Yes, you know, because yes. they of course they have the funding through the federal and state governments, but it's the community's community. You know what I mean? We own the community. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, relying on the school may not have been the best ideal, you know, in terms of the way things are now. But I think with, with something like Brown Girls Read could really help turn the tide with that, too, and help yes. people become active and motivated to be active in something. Because a lot of times you see a lot of people are just kind of sitting on the sidelines and waiting. for. It's like they're waiting for somebody else to come and solve the problem. Well, mm -hmm. that person's not coming. So it's up to us, you know. Right. 
And it's too important, as I, like I tell my parents, you need to know your child's reading level. Yeah. Because reading helps you in every avenue. It helps you with math because you have math problems. You have to know how to read and write. That's just yeah important. There's no way other way to look at it. Yeah. That's a necessity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you heard, but recently I think the state of Michigan legislators passed some legislation on the, the, you know, after a certain age, a child has to, has to have a certain grade level. I think they have, the minimum yes. has to be a third grade reading level. If you don't do that, yes. you don't pass. That's right. Yes, they did. They just passed that. Yeah. So now, you know, that's, it's critical now for something like literacy to be a big, big push because, you know, you have a lot of kids in high school may have a fifth, sixth grade reading level, mm-hmm. math level, third grade. You know what I mean? Yes. And then you can go to social media and tell that people don't have great literacy and writing skills. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's with true. that being said, you know, that's why I said this is important to uh, put in place. So it was on my mind. It was something that just kept edging at me. And that's why I had to do it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're doing it. It's great. And, and I commend you for doing it because it's a great it's a great service and a great movement. And also, folks, we're out there listening um, for young people that may be listening to the program as well. If you're out here putting on social media, make sure your grammar is correct, because guess what? Employers look at your social media pages as well. So when you go out looking for jobs, you're looking for opportunities, they're going to go and they're going to go like everybody else and scroll through your your posts and your likes and your pictures and everything else just to see who you are. So Mm -hmm. so people, please be mindful of that because social media is everywhere. Yes, it is. Now, now, Tamla, let's turn this conversation a little bit to locally with um, how how you how you came across Bamboo Detroit. How how did you get started with Bamboo Detroit? I was referred to Bamboo Detroit through Shanita Gray. Okay. Um, and I was looking when I was starting out Brown Girls Read. I needed a business address, so that's how I came up, came partners with Bamboo Detroit. Okay. Okay. And, you know, like you said, I'm glad, well, I'm glad you're a member as well because there's so much opportunity with network. I mean, you can go to, yes. you know, they have so many events. One event is not the same. You may, even if it's the same group, like holding an event, you may go one month and then the second month is totally different group of people you meet. You never know who you meet. Yes. Mm-hmm. How has how right. that benefited you so far as far as uh, being involved with Bamboo? Being involved with Bamboo, um, I've had people donate. Okay. I've uh, connected with people who have don- uh, donated books or uh, supplies for us to have for the month. Um, it's been awesome being great. connected to Bamboo. Yeah, that's, that's uh, great. They help you promote your events. Yeah. Um, it's It's been phenomenal. That's great. Yeah, I'm glad. And I'm glad again. I'm glad you're a member, you know, so that, that you can get those kind of opportunities. Um now, are, the, are you doing any special events for the summer at all? Are you doing any, like, um, special, uh, like, workshops or anything like that? Oh, the other thing I w- wanted to ask you as well, do you meet year-round or just during the school year, or how often do you meet? Just during the school year, from September through June. Okay. It's when we meet. And right now we're working on, um, we're going to join Sister Strut Cancer Walk. Okay. And we're trying to get our members and the parents to come out and we're going to support them. What we're doing that for is to support a good cause, but also teaching our young people that it's good to give back to the community. Yeah. Give back your time. So that's um, what we're working on right now. Okay. That sounds wonderful. 
Now, in, in terms of your vision, what, what's your vision for the overall vision, even down the road, as you know, go as far as you want, as far as with with Brown Girls Read, where where do you want to take it? Where you see where do you see it going? I wanted to vi- I want to like I said have local chapters, but I also want to have national chapters. Okay. Uh, so we I want the vision to go as far as possible with other states to help as many youth as I can. Yeah. So I don't have a number on it, but I want to go as far as possible with it. Okay. In terms of the uh because you're, you know, you're as you would be an entrepreneur, social entrepreneur. Um, what's your take on the entrepreneurship and scene in the, with both the entrepreneurship scene? What's your take on that, and what's your take on the community activism in terms of Detroit right now? Right now, um, I think you have to really get out there to network. Yeah. Um, if you're not out there networking, most people don't know who you are. Right. And I think a lot of people think once they post something on social media, you know, people are going to know about it. Everybody don't have social media. Right. Um, I have a lot of parents that came from local churches because okay. I took flyers to churches or um, I took them to different youth organizations. Okay. Uh, took a flyer because, like I said, a lot of people don't have social media. Right. Connecting with the library, that helped me reach out to parents, too, because... Again, you have to not base everything on if you make a post on Facebook or Instagram. Right, right. Um, so that's where I am with that. I also think a lot of people need to make sure they have a website. Keep your website up to date. Yeah, yeah. That, Keep it current. Definitely. That's important. Definitely, definitely. Do you, that, have you held any... Um, book club meetings that center around entrepreneurship and business ownership at all yet? No, not yet. Okay. Cause it sounds like where you're going with it is, it's, it's a lot of activism that mm-hmm. can be part of the book club. And it, it actually is, you are really already doing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so just keep that in mind because you can do, it sounds like you can do a whole lot. There's a whole lot of things you can do just through the book club because you're, you're like you said, when you're tackling social and life skills, that means that there's a lot of other areas you can address mm-hmm. uh, and you know the thing is with reading i mean reading like the old saying goes reading is fundamental and if you yes. look at where we where we are in society now you can't go anywhere without reading in fact that's what social media and the internet is all about what, what are we mm-hmm. doing we're reading information most of the time when we go on the web so yes yeah it's it's um becoming very very more crucial than it used to be too so mm-hmm. Now, in terms but yeah, of- I just don't want people to think, you know, we have a lot of people don't like to interact sometimes, but you have to network in order to reach to the next level. You have to work with other people. And also, um, I'll say that you have to uh, be willing to partner, Yeah, you know, to, to get to the next level. Now, when you say people don't interact, what, what do you, can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. Um that's like I said, a, a lot of people want to just make that post and they don't want to come to an event. You okay. need to come to the event right. so you can get that face-to-face interaction. Right. Uh, I think that lasts longer because if you're behind on the internet, you really don't get a feel for people too much. Yeah. 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 You got to get out there. Mm-hmm. And Detroit is a place where it's easy to get out there. All you got to do is go to a couple events and you can meet a whole lot of people. You just have to, be like, you know, you have to be out there, like you say, because I know when I started going to Bamboo three years ago, 
I just, mm-hmm. I was at that point, I was just on fire because I was going every event I could, every event yeah. they would hold, I would be there, and and that's mm-hmm. that's that's really helped a lot in terms of the the network of people and just a great group of people to be involved and associated with because there really are a lot of good people out here doing great things and, and like I, I can't say enough, like I said before, I'm have to repeat myself throughout the podcast is that I'm glad that you're a Bamboo member because you're with the type of service you're providing you're basically letting an influential group of people know that you're out here as well. Um, Yes. Because otherwise they would just like you said about with the social media thing. If you wouldn't, if you weren't there in bamboo, people wouldn't even know who you are. Right. That's right. And so by you being a part of the bamboo family, you're able to say, Hey, Brown girls read is here. You know, if you want to help Mm -hmm. us, please do. And, And people have responded. So, and that's the nicest thing about the whole effort is that people are responding both on the service level and as far as donors and, and other people behind the scenes. So that, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm glad that that's working out for you really well. Yes. And, and, and I am so glad that I'm connected with bamboo. Like I said, it, it's helped my business grow a whole, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay. So then looking down the road on that same topic with entrepreneurship in the community, where do you see Detroit's activity going in say the next five to 10 years? Where do you see, where do you think things are going even with, Brown, even with Brown Girls Reed being a part of that, where, where, do you, where do you see the overall vision with the city? Going, where do you see that going? Oh, I see. I am so proud of what's going on right now. Um, yeah. After seeing, you know, you can watch the news and they tell you the different updates, like with the, the train station, the bridge. Yeah, It's always something new. It's a new business popping up. And that's, like I said, too, about networking you're not going to catch all of that on social media. So you have to network so you can know the next restaurant that opened. Um, sure. It won't always be featured on social media or TV. If you network, you'll see someone or you can go and um, like Bamboo, they'll have certain things where you have people come in. You may have never heard of them. Right. Um, so I see the city going far and I'm so happy about it. I even heard um, a couple weeks ago about us getting a beach um the where they're going to extend the the river walk yeah that's going to be awesome oh yeah so i'm i'm very excited and plus i have children myself so that's something for them to look forward to too as they grow and get older oh absolutely absolutely you know it's for the future and they're going to benefit from it which is the the hope and the dream and most likely the goal so that and that's wonderful to see all that change happening and if people pay attention your housing market is going up too Oh yeah, um, than what it was two years ago, and that's because the city is coming back. So I'm very excited as a homeowner, as a resident, um, and as a business owner. Oh yeah, yeah, you, you're hitting the trifecta with all those, and I'm, I'm glad you, yeah. you're doing all of that. And uh, let me also ask you this: mm-hmm. t- t- walk me through, like in, in a in a in a typical meeting, book club meeting. Is there a certain agenda that you go? Is there a certain format that you do? Like, do you do certain things at certain times of the meeting? Um, and like, do you do like exercise or something in the beginning? What, what's what's a typical meeting look like? Well, um, we have different topics every month. Okay. Well, I'll go with January. So in January, we always do a vision board party. Okay. So that's letting the girls know that your vision is important. Um, but we have different meetings each month and we have a different facilitator each month. So we don't have it where it's the same process every month because one, the girls will get bored. Right. So it's the, the schedule varies based 
on what's going on that month. So with the vision board party, we made like this past January, we had a um, life coach came in. She talked about the importance of goals and then they all got together and they all got boards and had magazines and were able to socialize because that's important too. I don't want them to just come to the meeting and not talk to each other because most of them don't know each other because they all go to different schools. Yeah. So we have them do an interactive activity where they have to socialize with each other, but okay. they don't have just a set um, time and thing that they do each month. It's always different. Okay. Have you ever, have you ever had any challenges? Like you may have a student that just doesn't participate at all and it was hard to get them involved or it took it longer for one to get involved more than others. Have you ever had that experience? No, and no, I haven't. Great. <laughs> no, that's that's great. That no, that's great. That's excellent. But that shows the testament of the type of service and the level of service you're providing. Because sometimes with kids, you know, it's hard to get them involved because they sit there, don't say mm-hmm. anything. You know, they they act like they're not interested. But that's wonderful that you haven't had that so far. You know. Yeah, they'll act. You know, when you know girls have emotions, so they may act like they're not interested. But at the end, they have also made friends. Yeah. with each other yeah so at that point they if they have cell phones they can exchange numbers or they you know built a new friendship and that's something that we promote so the reading the social skills and the sisterhood yeah that's perfect that's perfect mm-hmm. do, do you think you might have any plans to do mentorship at all um not at this time not yet <laughs> okay okay yeah i mean like i said earlier you know it just seems like there's so many ways you can go and i'm glad the path you're on is working out well for you and uh you know it could be i mean like you say local chapters national chapters state chapters across the country and mm-hmm. you know it's just a whole lot of potential with it i'm I'm glad for i'm happy for you thank you thank you no problem so uh with that coming to a close uh before we go can you give out the contact information with both the website and if someone wants to reach you personally sure um, our website, again, is www.browngirlsread.org. Our phone number is 804-452-7323 or 804-452-READ. Our Facebook is Brown Girls Read, and our Instagram is Brown Girls Loves to Read. Okay. Any, any uh, last thoughts, anything you want to share with anybody before we take it to a close? I just appreciate you uh, featuring us. Um, that's wonderful. That's just another connection because you never know who's listening. Yeah, actually, that's, that's absolute truth right there. Absolute <laughs> truth. So, folks, if you're listening, if you're a parent and you're looking for something for your daughter to do, uh, please take heed to Brown Girls Read Book Club. We gave you the website. And I'll give it to you in a little bit again. Just make sure you write it down, bookmark it on your phone. Make sure you check it out and reach out to Tamara and the great people she's working with to bring this service to the community. Um, and also make sure you contact, call the phone numbers we gave you. We're going to give it to you again later, but make sure you take those, take that phone number, reach out because literacy is a big, big, big challenge in not just inner city communities, but nationwide. Um, in, in many instances, we're lagging behind other countries on both math and reading. So, This is one step to help move forward for us as a nation, us as a community. And with that being said, Tamla, thank you so much for being on the Doers Network. Appreciate you so much. And I hope nothing but the best of success for you and your group. Thank you so much. 
Well, thanks everyone for listening. Once again, this is Donald Robinson II, your host, and you've been listening to the Doers Network, where actives grow and thrive. Thanks for listening to our interview with Tamala Todd, founder and CEO of Brown Girls Read. We hope you've enjoyed this latest podcast episode of the Doers Network. For more information, you can go to www.browngirlsread.org. Again, that's www.browngirlsread.org. You can also reach them directly by phone at 804-452-7323. Again, that number is 804-452-7323. You can also look them up on social media under Facebook. You can look them up as Brown Girls Read. And on Instagram, you can look them up under Brown Girls Love to Read. So if you're interested in having a book club or you want to expand Brown Girls Read to your area, please contact them today. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Bamboo Detroit, located in the heart of downtown Detroit. Bamboo Detroit specializes in co-working space and amenities for entrepreneurs and forward thinkers. Bamboo Detroit, where we do more together because Detroit is for doers. We appreciate your support by subscribing to our podcast right here on the Doers Network. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Doers Podcast, where actives grow and thrive. The Doers Podcast is produced by Bamboo Detroit Network. For more information, visit us at bamboodetroit.com.